0: Welcome to Star Talk. Your place in the universe, where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. This is Star Talk. I'm your host, Neil DeGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist. And I have with me Chuck Nice. That's right. Hey Chuck. Hey hey Neil. Tweeting at Chuck Nice Comic. That is correct, sir. As always. Good. Mm. Good to have you on the show. Good to be here. Do you know you know what this topic is today? There's probably no more important topic we've ever addressed than this topic.
1: Oh. The
0: future of humanity. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh. That's what it is.
1: The future of humanity. And we are featuring my interview with the one and the only Elon Musk. A man who is contributing to the future of humanity. He's not. He's not contributing to it. He is the future. <laughs> it's not something that everybody else is doing and
0: then they come in on it. No, no. He's 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 making it okay okay and sometimes he's referred to as the real-life Iron Man Tony Stark Uh, I have to agree with that actually and uh, he's the founder of PayPal it's an internet company he's a founder of SpaceX a rocket company he's founder of Tesla Motors an electric car company and he's chairman of solar city a solar energy company he is the real Tony Stark there you go and I thought that I mean I don't love you but I thought I should bring in some help on this
1: one okay Is that okay another man who yeah yeah uh, there's someone else in my in my life now that now this is awkward. <laughs> 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 it's not that awkward. Oh, here he is. <laughs> Bill Nye, yes. over here,
2: biting my lip. <laughs> is Dr. Tyson going to introduce me? I'm like, Should I say anything? <laughs> no, we'll just talk about you. <laughs> We're talking about Elon Musk, who is Bill, uh, good a to, heck of a guy.
0: Yeah, uh, good to have you here because you've got some serious engineering background. Uh, and so a lot of the show we're gonna talk about engineering the future of our civilization. Yeah. Civilization and I could make a dream. But I'd rather you say what real stuff. And you, plus you're writing a book on like what sustainability? Climate change and uh,
2: and uh, doing more with less. Do you know what it's gonna be called? Unbounded. Unbounded, Unbounded. Ooh. Very nice. And I want Subtit- to cultivate. Go ahead. Subtitle.
1: You're a freaking idiot if you don't believe in climate change.
2: <laughs> is that what it is? Well, that might as well be. But, uh, <laughs> so it is an extraordinary time. I mean, we're talking about Elon Musk and his vision for the uh, future of humanity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's an extraordinary time. As we record this, the state of Florida just forbade. Forbade? Kept, would not allow state officials to use the phrase climate change. Yes. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, so, or sea level rise. Or sea level. And they're going to – so what is, what's going to happen? It, the it, states of Georgia – Mississippi and Alabama are going to build fences like we have in Texas to yes. keep the Floridians, both the Seminoles and the. No, Chuck. Uh, I think no, no
1: disrespect to anybody who lives in Florida, Georgia, or Alabama, but I got a feeling it's going to be a chain link fence too. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep this water out. Well, let's find out. Right, so let's let's get let's get to the bottom of what
0: created Elon Musk. Right? I, I wanted to find out. You know, where, where did he come from? What where, where did he grow up? I didn't know anything about the man. Let's find out. Elon, what egg hatched you into this world? <laughs> where were
3: you before you? Well, I was born in South Africa. Born in South Africa, yeah. and you come to America and make a billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect to make a billion dollars, I suppose. Um, <laughs> I mean, I grew up in South Africa, honestly seeing a lot of the same TV and movies and reading comic books, and and it really didn't feel all that different from, say, Southern California, honestly. So you had a kind of baptism into American pop culture at the time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I ate a lot of hamburgers and went to steakhouses and read like every comic book, you know, so my father brought me on a trip to the United States when I think I was about ten. I remember it was really awesome experience because the hotels all had arcades. So my number one thing was when we went to a new hotel or motel or whatever it is, go to the arcades. And so the forget the, any other the, services. The, forget
0: yeah. whether they had bed bugs. You're
3: looking for arcade
0: games. Yeah. What did video games do for you?
3: I mean, they're incredibly engaging, and they made me want to learn how to program computers. Because then I thought, well, I could make my own games, and then I could also. I wanted to see how the games worked. Like, how did you create a video game? That's what led me to learn how to program computers. So you became yeah. a programmer. Yeah, so I-, I had one of the first video game consoles. It didn't even have cartridges. It had, like, four games that you could play, and you could, like, pick one, one of the four games you could play. That was it. And then it went from there to the original Atari, and then television. And then I was in a store and saw a Commodore VIC-20. And I was like, holy crow, you can actually have a computer and make your own games, I thought this was just one of the most incredible things possible. took all, all of my saved allowance and, and then hounded my father until we got the Commodore VIC 20. And then it came with this manual on how to program in BASIC, which I sort of spent all night, several days in a row, just absorbing that. And
0: like, On your own? No one forced you? No. I would never this was self motivated. I got to know this. This is yeah, good for I'm,
3: me. I've just been like nine, nine or ten or something. So uh, you were fluent in BASIC at age nine or ten? Yeah. I kind of went, got OCD on the thing. Maybe it's not. Like, Technically OCD, is but I still think obsessive. Let me put that. At least the o part. So programming is power. Else. You get to control something. Yeah, you construct a little universe, and when you first do it, you're like, "Wow, this is incredible! You can actually make things happen." Like you type these commands, and then something happens on the screen. That's pretty amazing. So there is hope
0: for all the parents who have middle school children. Who are lost in their video game? absolutely they too can be a billionaire
2: i'm sorry what i was just playing
0: (laughs) (laughs) bill we're over here put the video game down
1: (laughs) put your ps vita down (laughs) yeah you know actually that's uh my son is a video game craze ball how old is he he's nine he's nine yeah it doesn't it doesn't get better doesn't get better but his favorite game is something called minecraft yeah i know nothing Mm -hmm. about it however uh i started watching him play this and i went you know what? This isn't bad. This guy's learning how to create his own universe. It's very uh, imagination driven. And now he wants to learn how to code. We love the guy. It could, so it I'm could, like... go, it could go
0: diabolical if he wants to create his own universe. I just want <laughs> you
2: to
1: know. <laughs> it's not as easy as it sounds.
2: <laughs> <laughs> On the radio, create your own universe. Hey, right. Right. <laughs> great. So, uh, just,
0: just a quick resume of, 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 of Elon Musk. So, uh, you know, in 1999, he founded the company that would become PayPal. Wow. And then sold it to eBay, and he ran off with 180 million dollars, in it. and he was 32 years old. And so, how
2: did he make a living between uh, university and 32?
0: Well, there's more of this interview that we will find out. But I, I have—I I don't know. He was like making companies and selling them, and then and the way you on. do, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, of course, that's yeah. how you do it. Exactly. Let's, let's find like out. That's hard. So what I what I wanted to know was. While he was in college, what what was he thinking about? You know, most of us in college, you want a major, get a job when you come out. Let's right. find out what he was thinking about.
3: When I was in college, I sort of thought, well, what are the things that are most going to affect the future of humanity? And you know, electric cars, solar power, essentially sustainable. Most people are thinking, I just want a job when I get out. And you're trying to reshape yeah. humanity
0: as an undergraduate.
3: I mean, it's pretty in America. It's pretty easy to keep yourself alive. So, I mean, my threshold for existing was pretty low. I mean, I figured I could, like, be in some dingy apartment with my computer and be okay and not starve. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, when I first came to North America, I was in Canada when I was 17. And just to sort of see what it takes to live, I'd try to live on $1 a day, which I was able to do. Wow. I, you sort of just buy food in bulk at the yeah, supermarket. Yeah. rice and, and beans and the... Yeah, I went more for the uh, hot dogs, hot dogs, okay. <laughs> hot dogs and oranges. <laughs> but you do get really tired of hot dogs and oranges after a while. <laughs> and we can also like you know pasta and a green pepper and a big thing of sauce, and that can go pretty far too. <laughs> So I was like, oh, okay, you know, if I can live for a dollar a day, then at least from a food cost standpoint, well, it's pretty easy to earn like $30 in a month, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I would think. So it'll probably be okay. Okay, so So, so that allowed you to not have to worry about money because you did the experiment. Yeah, I did the experiment, exactly.
0: So this was an important psychological, philosophical anchor for you. Not to put words in your mouth, but
3: that's a starting point
0: to launch anywhere you want to go.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so so now you've got a baseline, a life baseline, from which to go new places, intellectually, psychologically, financially. So what came first, thoughts of an electric car
3: or thoughts of space? Hmm. You know, when you're starting out in college, like in your freshman, sophomore year, like you have these sort of sophomoric philosophical wanderings. And I try to think of, okay, what are the things that it will seem to me would most affect the future of humanity? There were really five things, three of which I thought would be interesting to be involved in. The three that I thought were, were definitely positive would be the internet, sustainable energy, both production and consumption, and space exploration, more specifically, the extension of life beyond Earth on a permanent basis. And then Although I never thought I'd actually be involved in that. That was something I thought that was important in the abstract, but not something I thought I would ever have an opportunity to be involved in. And then the fourth one was artificial intelligence, and the fifth one was rewriting human genetics. These were just the five things that I thought would most affect the future of humanity.
1: So Chuck, did you want to change humanity when you went to college? I didn't even want to change my underwear when I was in college. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Bill,
0: the engineer man, do you agree with this list? Yeah, it's a pretty cool list. That's a cool list. Right.
2: Uh, I would have included uh, educating women and girls, raising the standard of living of women and girls so that the human population of the world will slowly become more manageable. A greater uh, tapping the
0: lost intellectual
2: capital. Um, That's right. Um, among those who
1: have been disenfranchised from it,
2: or never franchised. Right, right yeah, yeah. here's the franchise in the first place, <laughs> pre-franchise. Yeah. Which
1: is, a, I, I, I love when you say that because it uh, it's basically you, you, you when women are educated, they don't have as many babies. That's it. That's the all there is. They to
2: have it. Are, are more loved and better cared for.
1: And so uh, th- that's where the uh, the burgeoning of society happens with mom being a happier, healthier person, more educated,
2: end up with better educated kids, end up with a better world. Uh, just like that. Just like that. Furthermore, <clears throat> the woman has a higher quality of life. She has a better job. She's happier, mm-hmm. which just makes everybody happy.
0: So so Elon, after he sold PayPal, he yeah. had a bajillion, bazillion – but see, so, now that's where I stop.
1: <laughs> You'll be
0: done. You're good.
1: That was a mistake. That's, that's where I'm just. You done. got a couple hundred I, million dollars. $180 million. <laughs> you know, You're
0: good. You're good. You right. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not that
1: kind of guy, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Push, push, push. Push, push, push. And
0: so, what he wanted to do, he wanted to go into space. Wow. Let's find out how that got started.
3: When I started out, my goal was to do a philanthropic mission with the intent of increasing NASA's budget. That was my goal. I was confused as to why we would not yet sent a person to Mars. It seemed like this was obviously the goal after the moon, and we would not made progress on that. And when it became clear like, that paper was going to get sold, a friend of mine asked me what I'm going to do next. And I said, well, I, mean, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I'm always curious about what's going on with space and, and why have we made progress. I just wonder when we're going to send a person to Mars. So I went on the NASA website, and I couldn't find a date. I was like, well, maybe it's here somewhere, and I just can't find it. The date, that NASA, <laughs> the date that NASA wants to land on Mars. Yeah, there's got to be, want. like, some schedule or something. We're looking or for that. Or a game plan, or mm-hmm. it's this date, even if it's far in the future, and like, it was not to be found anywhere. And, anyways, I sort of started learning about that back history, and I thought, well, okay, maybe there's something that I can do to send a small mission to the surface of Mars that would get the public excited, and as a result of that public excitement, NASA's budget would be increased, and we could resume the process of sending people to Mars. Essentially, so you thought you can do that with your lousy billion dollars? No, I didn't have a billion dollars at that time. Okay. Um, I had about a well, 180 million. Is still a lot, and and I figured, well, you know, maybe I could spend half of that on a mission to Mars. So I spent a fair bit of time investigating the space industry, and eventually decided on this idea of of sending a small greenhouse to the surface of Mars, and we called the Mars Oasis mission. And so you have seeds in dehydrated gel. It would land, you hydrate the gel upon landing, and you'd have this great shot of green planets on a red background, and the public responds to precedents and superlatives. So this would be the first life on another planet, the furthest that life's ever traveled, as far as we know. That's uh, how you get a headline. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's got to be something new Mm -hmm. or something superlative. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, okay, and that would maybe reinvigorate excitement, and the result would be NASA's budget gets increased. So the whole goal in the beginning was just, how do we get more money for NASA? But after spending a fair bit of time on this I came to the conclusion that I was actually incorrect. My initial assumption was wrong because I thought that where there's a will, there's a way, and that we just sort of lost our will. But that was That's false. There's plenty of will. People needed to believe that there was a way, and a way that would not bankrupt the country or mean that they would have to sacrifice something of critical importance like healthcare. So it became clear that the space transport problem had to be solved. Unless there was a dramatic improvement in the cost of space transport, then none of it would matter.
0: So... In your first successful launch,
3: what was the cost per pound to orbit?
0: Uh, about $6,000. 6000 Okay, that's an improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad. Not $100 a pound?
3: No. To get to $100 a pound, you need a big rocket that's fully reusable. Are you there yet? No. <laughs> 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 We're making progress, though. It's been 12 years. So far, we've not recovered a stage. But I think we'll recover a stage within the next year and be able to reflight. <laughs> Is there
0: a date on your website
3: where someone can say, uh oh, ah. he's going to land on Touché. Mars. <laughs> Good point. That sounds like a no. Well, I mean, I've said it publicly many times, although maybe we should put something on the website, which is that I think we've got a decent shot of being able to send a person to Mars in about 11 or 12 years.
0: So, Bill, what, uh, is he going to do this? To uh, reuse a stage? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. And, and get the cost down. and Yeah, and well,
2: the cost down to 100.
0: Ho- Wait, who, 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 who's going to get us to I Mars, Elon know? Musk or NASA?
2: So let us
0: keep in mind, Please.
2: that NASA pays uh, SpaceX. Okay. about two billion bucks so far. Okay, so SpaceX is now a contractor for NASA. Okay, so our tax money thing. is going
0: to, yeah, yeah. to, yeah. to SpaceX. Okay, yeah. so what is this vehicle that's going to get us to Mars?
2: So there's a couple of innovations, just let's uh, say three innovations that I've seen with my own eyes, which must hide another hundred thousand innovations that are very much more subtle. First thing is, all the same engines. First stage, second stage, how many stages? It's the same engine. Okay. So why didn't somebody else do that? That's a good question. Yeah, everything it, was a one-off in the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, or a five-off. Okay. Yeah, Saturn five-off. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and so then uh, um, the other thing is, let's see if we can uh, reuse a stage. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is his thing. It almost worked the other day. He tried mm-hmm. to le- He, the company, tried to land on a barge. Just east of Cape Canaveral. And it it landed on the barge just a, a little faster than anybody want because it ran <laughs> out of fuel to mm-hmm. slow itself down. Okay. But that you need fuel like,
0: to get faster. And if you're going fast, you generally need fuel to slow down. Yeah. Unless you're going to aerobrake or something.
2: Yeah. Right. Well, coming through the atmosphere after lunch, it's, uh, it's. And the thing is not shaped for aerobraking, really. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. is shaped for retro rocketing, if okay. I can coin the verb. There you go. But then the other, the fundamental thing, you guys, when you just um, when nasa was created i believe uh, dr tyson on the year of your birth just within a week or so yeah same week yeah. same damn week i
0: come out of my mother nasa comes out of coincidence out of, out of congress perhaps
2: <laughs> anyway the idea was to keep the thing com- i feel nasa's pain i was the <laughs> <sustain> same age <laughs> they put nasa centers all over the us so when they went to manufacture rockets, they put pieces of the rocket all over the US. solid things are made over here, the liquid things are made over here, they're tested over there. They get on train cars and go down there. Just right there, just the expression, Houston, we have a problem. Why isn't it Florida we have a problem? Cape Canaveral we have a problem. Chuck, did Orlando you know we have a problem. That the
0: instant the spacecraft clears the gantry? in that instant mm-hmm. full control transfers to Houston. If, I mean if there's a human being on board, on board. That was 1000 right.
2: nautical miles right. away.
0: Right. All all the whole countdown and everything are, are, go
1: to launch, go to take, all of that is Cape Canaveral. But it's and SpaceX. Then the moment it takes the moment it passes the thing then oh, it's like all right guys we'll take it from here. <laughs> That's
2: right. That's right. That's exactly right. Thanks but a lot th- guys for your work. <laughs> but anyway, it's SpaceX. It's just south of uh, Los Angeles International Airport. Train car drives up full of stainless steel, full of titanium, full of let's make rocket anium parts. And it comes off the train car and they shape it a bit and do their own thing. I well, want rocket anium. I want some of that. Yeah, uh, well you can get it. <laughs> 6061 T six aluminum, T seven yep. sometimes, tempered seven aluminum. So then it comes down, they make the they make the tank, they make the, they attach the plumbing. They it comes over here, There's a bunch of electronics, they attach that. They vacuum test it over here, blah, blah, blah. Then it goes back on the train car. To either Cape Canaveral, close to the equator as the U.S. can get, or mm-hmm. up to Vandenberg Air Force Base, which is north of the continental U.S. because Hawaii is closer. Yeah. yeah H- Hawaii is closer, but that's not on a train car. Yeah, it's not on a train, train car. Extraordinary train car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Uh, Hover train.
0: <laughs> the Aqua train.
2: But the. Uh, well, wait, Bill. So I, I, I get that. What well, I want is a fundamental lowering of cost. Huge, okay. huge reduction in cost.
0: Is that low enough to like go to Mars, like everybody says? He wants to go to Mars. He still wants to go to Mars.
2: Well, I, I would like to go to Mars, but I want to come back, and I okay. don't want to go to Mars to live. I think that is not all the way thought through, in my opinion. <laughs> we choose to go to Mars. That's because right. Because it's not easy. Well, that's right. <laughs> no, we no, no. to choose to Mars
0: because it will kill you. <laughs> right. It's so. Yeah. I mean, it's really. Well, it's just Instead really I hostile. Choose to eat a Mars
2: bar. And also. <laughs> For your consideration, I do love the Mars bar. For your consideration, uh, we can talk about this after the break. but Elon Musk is a native of South Africa, South Africa colonized by Dutch people. Uh, I am a descendant from people from uh, northern and Central Europe. Uh, you guys are much more recently descended from Africa, mm-hmm. but we have this human tradition of just spreading out. We don't like it here. We're going to go over there. We'll just keep spreading. Which means, it of course,
0: to... you're a descendant of Africans as well. Oh yes, just we're to all make descended of Africans. Yeah, you, yeah. you have arbitrarily selected. Yeah, I
2: say more recent descent. Yeah, that was arbitrary. Recent. Let the
0: record show that was a completely arbitrary line that you drew. Just... Uh,
2: but arbitrary, but historically not insignificant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> so anyway, humankind spread. <laughs> has spread into Mesopotamia, this table. across <laughs> Eurasia. The Ice Age has the snow froze up. Yep. Just keep going in North America, Right. spearing mammals, partying. It's what we do. And so it's not clear that you'll be able to leave the Earth and go live on Mars.
0: So you are skeptical of this, but you would not interfere with the dream state,
2: I However, presume. we do not want to violate, in Star Trekian terms... The Prime Directive? Just so, Doc. Ah. Which is? <clears throat> uh, we don't want to mess up the ecosystem on Mars. If wait, wait, there is excuse an ecosystem, me. We have no qualms messing up our own damn ecosystem. Well, that doesn't <laughs> make it a good thing. I know, I mean, but and what, after,
0: and, why should Mars be the sacred place okay. and not
2: our own... There's a. It's a rule. We're it's, pooping in our own backyard. It's an arbitrary, but it's not arbitrary. It's a reasonable rule. Mm-hmm. We can... Poop there after we determine whether or not there's something alive.
1: Mars, after it's we... nothing more than Earth's toilet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and with that, Ch- we'll Ch- be Ch-
1: back after this. <laughs> <laughs> On that brilliant note, from Chuck,
0: Chuck, nice. You're listening to Star Talk: The Future of Humanity Edition. We'll be right back.
1: That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any of you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. We're back on Star Talk. I
0: got Chuck Nice right across the table from yes, me, sir. Yes, sir. I got Bill Nye the Science Guy. So good to be here. And uh, since we're radio, I must alert people that even in studio, you are in bow tie. Let the record show.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, what you see is what you get. Cause... Maybe he's like the guy in Terminator Two,
0: where the
2: just a poly metal. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 But no, <laughs> the poly metal.
0: But no. But his 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 police uniform yes right was part of was is his metal that is the metal that's right? how i roll so maybe bill
2: and the bow tie but are, watch out I can, turn my, <laughs> I can turn my arm into a giant saber sword wacky <laughs> thing thing of death thing which is shiny we're, <laughs> we're
0: talking about the future of humanity we're featuring my interview with elon musk and that
2: does not feature uh polymetal
0: no it does not yet yet not yet yet, yet. And I snared that interview when I visited him at SpaceX headquarters, Ooh. which is what's the name of that town that he's in? Is uh, in
2: uh, Crenshaw Hawthorne,
0: H- Hawthorne, H- California, near uh, Los Angeles. Okay,
2: New Yorker. Airbnb. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> Hawthorne.
0: Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Oh, by H- the Horthorne. stars. Fine, fine. So, so Bill, if we're going to go to Mars. Uh, do you do you see engineering challenges to that, or oh, is it just, no, or is it cake. only? No, no, wait, wait, wait. No, I'm, I'm gonna. This is a very serious question. Engineers love a challenge, so don't tell me, don't don't play that with me. A, B, oh, bring it on. D- don't, <laughs> well, I don't, say, don't, bring it don't, on. Don't even. <laughs> so my question is, is it just a matter of money, or or even if I gave you as much money as you want you might not be able to solve some of the engineering problems. Oh, no, we can solve the problems. Snap. That's No, we can solve... That's I'll what I figured. You.
2: Yeah, because we land a rover from a freaking rocket crane. Right. We can solve the problems. Right. But as far as this colony idea, everybody... Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, there's no liquid water as such. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Mars was once very wet, and we found evidence of ice. All good. But it's not like there's a river there. Right. Okay? Then... If there is,
0: it's underground and no one has found it yet. Okay, Mm -hmm. and
2: let me go on to say, it's on its summer day at the equator, it's 20 below, okay? Yeah, you can get, what is it everybody wearing this year? Uh, Canada Arctic Crew, that was a Goose Down, Canada Goose Down brand jacket, Mm -hmm. all very good. That's dead, that's... When things are really good, that's all you got. That's, on. Mid-
0: that's midsummer, midsummer yeah, attire. But the right?
2: main thing I think you would pick up on right away: there's no air. You would suffocate
0: well, in a second. Well, there's air, but there's no oxygen in the air. Well, so uh, you you just have to make all that stuff. Well, so once you get there, there. Is, thank uh, you, Chuck. But, but Neil, At least somebody's I, I, thinking about the future I here. I got to
2: stop you there, Bill. There quiet is for a oxygen Chuck- in the air, <laughs> <laughs> but it's carbon dioxide. You no, have to it, separate it from yeah, the carbon.
0: Carbon. Carbon dioxide, CO2, is one of the most tightly bound molecules ever made. I
2: mean, you can do yeah. it,
0: but you got to put in the energy. you got to put in the energy. And then That's you're going to be
2: living, everybody, you're going to be living in a submarine. But just to be clear, so you have to get that energy from somewhere.
0: Right. Right. So just, just, there's no such thing as a free lunch.
2: And you're one and a half times the distance that we are from the sun. So your uh, solar energy, if you just want to run, if you wanted to run solar panels, uh was fifteen squared, so it's a two, w- yeah, one and a quarter, a two two and a quarter times more. Yeah, less, and less, less so now, sunlight. No, you okay. need
0: two and a quarter times more solar panels yeah, to equal quarter, that. Yeah.
1: In light, light of this conversation, why do we want to go there? <laughs> someone well, because you? what? I'll tell you why I <laughs> why? want to go there.
2: Well, it is the next logical place to look for. I like things. Chuck getting high pitch on us. Give me <laughs> so that Chuck, again, Chuck. Chuck, why? Chuck. <laughs> the reason you want to go there is cuz you're going to explore and when you explore two things happen those two things doc chuck one you'll make you'll make discoveries okay you'll you will find so, something you never found before all right but the other thing is you will have an adventure you will have an adventure it will engage you like nothing else whether it's your backyard the video game or the surface of mars
0: It might die, but it'll be an adventure. Well, but what we
2: want to do as an engineer, uh, and this is what astronauts say, part of their pride as being astronauts is coming back. That's like landing the airplane is part of a pilot's pride. I mean, ejecting and letting the $350 million fighter plane explode is kind of cool on video, but it's not really your goal as a pilot or an astronaut. So if we were to go there with a human... We would be able to make discoveries at an extraordinary rate. It's estimated 10,000 times faster than our best robot spacecraft. Right now. But
0: if the day comes when we have a 10,000 times better robot, you'd still probably want to explore. You still want to send
2: a human. Okay. There. So then. That's and so a- here's the thing if we found evidence of life, fossilized bacterial mats,
1: mm-hmm.
2: or cooler yet, something still alive, some mar- Mars probe, then the question would be and I want to know. Do those mars probes have DNA like you and I do, or are they a whole nother, nother of notherness?
0: mars probe. That That's a mars- Martian microbe. I don't it's a know. a Martian microbe. mars probe.
2: And then if they have DNA, and they're so much like us, does that mean Mars was hit by an impactor, went off into space, and you and I are descendant of Martians? So
0: we'd all do, be do, Martians.
2: Do, 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 do.
0: Okay, so you know, he's trying to change humanity by reinventing space exploration mm-hmm. i get that i get that but uh, he's also worried about problems on earth okay that's okay well, that's is so he allowed us are. is he allowed i have no i say bring it on okay so you know he's co-founder of tesla yeah the electric car company the car yes. is just sex with wheels on very cool he's also ch- <laughs> sex with <laughs> wheels <laughs> it's fantastic uh he's also chairman of solar city let's hear how he just got into this
3: from a terrestrial standpoint, the biggest problem we need to solve on Earth this century is sustainable production and consumption of energy. This really is quite a serious problem. People really should take this quite seriously. Even if you put the environmental consequences of dramatically changing the chemical composition of the oceans and atmosphere aside, we will eventually <laughs> run out of oil. Holding that aside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, if we don't find a solution to burning oil or transport, and we then run out of oil, the economy will collapse and civilization will come to an end, or as we know it. With um, or without global warming. Yeah, still that exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. And so if we know that we have to ultimately get off oil no matter what, we know that that is an inescapable outcome. It's simply a question of when, not if. Then why would you run this crazy experiment of changing the chemical composition of the atmosphere and oceans by adding enormous amounts of CO2 that have been buried since the pre-Cambrian era? That's crazy. That is the dumbest experiment in history by far.
0: (laughs) I mean, can you think
3: of a dumber experiment? I honestly cannot. (laughs) What good could possibly come of it? So therefore,
0: we need another solution here. But of course, electric cars still uses coal.
3: That's why you need sustainable power production, like solar and wind. Which can still charge your, your car. Yes.
0: Bill. Neil. Do you still have your house in California? Yes. In Studio City? Yes. I've been there. Yes. Well, you, you're like a native, you're a New Yorker now, not native, but you live in New yes, York. Yes, I'm so, loving it. Somebody else is living in your house. Yeah, I That's a houses. crazy house that you live in. It's cool. It's completely alive with self-generated electricity. That's, well, it's got four kilowatts
2: of solar. That's great. Which is more than enough for uh, ten months of the year, maybe ten and a half months of the year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would have more, but my neighbor's house shadows my panels oh i thought you were going to say
1: your neighbor's stealing your electricity (laughs)
2: well she's stealing sunlight yeah Uh, that's the same thing That is she travels a lot and i thought maybe while she was out of town i could just cut off this like this one part of the second story Mm -hmm. easier to ask forgiveness and
0: permission okay bill but oh yeah sorry there's tons of oil still in reserve
2: Uh, that is yet to be drilled or here's the bad news okay but we'll never run out of fossil fuels Oh, that is the bad news. That's terrible. It really is because burning it and burning it is just the worst thing for all of us. So, in the do you have a plan? Time. What's your plan?
0: So the plan is because to, as long as oil is cheap and it's cheaper than my solar panels, how do you expect people to?
2: So, yeah, if you're rich, so you can
0: gonna, you can buy the car that saves
2: gas. So, bear in mind the, re- the that reason that cost
0: you more than the car that doesn't save well, gas. Well, but the, the reason sex on wheels the sex on wheels car. The
2: reason you want a sex on wheels electric car is costing because how much? Uh oh, hundred thousand. hundred thousand. Yeah. Right yeah. Everybody's got a hundred thousand. Well, deep yeah. breath. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Deep Let me breath. Get to my mattress. <laughs> deep breath. Uh, it's ninety-five percent efficient or ninety-three percent efficient, whereas a gas-powered car, constrained by the second law of thermodynamics, is at best twenty-eight percent, thirty percent. So you're squandering energy you just can't get back when you try to get it out of heat at low temperature differences. So, with that said. There is, uh, it's been estimated that we could save about 30% of the energy we use through conservation. We can have electric cars. We can improve transportation systems, to be sure. But the big thing, you guys, I just, if, as we say about climate change, if you are opposed to government regulation now, you don't like governments now, just wait till stuff gets bad. Just wait till Floridians have to abandon their homes and Miami's half underwater. And then there's going to be regulation. But I'll give you an example of this. World War II. Regulation happened like crazy and everybody was very proud of it. Want to create the next great generation. So uh,
0: what I neglected to mention here, and I think you should have mentioned too, was if you can start out with a $100,000 car because it's a test of concept. People like it. Wealthy can buy it. But the real test is can you make an electric car that's competitive in price to absolutely and, and I'm told there's a Tesla Model 3 mm-hmm. Expected to come out and that's a, a price. that's 35,000. Yeah, okay. so, so I
2: drove a Nissan Leaf for three years Yeah, yeah, okay it was about that same price about
0: that same price so that's that
2: there you have I mean I I you know I did other stuff. I I, t- I went to sleep I had meals and I didn't just drive for but, three Bill, years what
0: I really want is the flying car
2: the flying car is a real tough problem. It, it is, but I think Elon Elon
0: cured me of my urges to find a flying car.
2: Oh, well, yeah, just so. wait till everybody's in traffic flying cars. <laughs> no, no,
0: no, 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 no. He, he told me what the deal is with flying cars. Wing loading? Let's find out. Of course, what we all really want are flying cars.
3: Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, let me ask you. So are you sure you want a flying car? No, but it looks okay. cool. It does look cool. I mean, I, you know, whenever you see sort of cities and like some futuristic concept, they always throw the flying car in there. And um, You can't tell me you never thought of it. No, i thought a lot about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay. And there's some people I know that are working on flying cars or flying personal transport devices, if you will. Hoverboards. Uh, there are people working on hoverboards. But, I mean, I, I sort of wonder… After the interview, you can show me your hoverboard room, okay? <laughs> I know some people working tell, on a hoverboard. I won't tell anybody <laughs> the microphone is on mute now, okay. so you can tell <laughs> just between Just between us. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I'm debating, like, should there be flying cars or shouldn't there be flying cars? I'm of two minds on that. You Because know, if there are flying cars, then, well, obviously you have added this additional dimension where now a car could potentially fall in your head and mm-hmm. will be susceptible to weather. And, of course, you'd have to have a flying car where it would be... Like an autopilot, because I mean, otherwise, forget it. You don't want people navigating. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be autopilot. Mm-hmm. But even in an autopilot scenario, this and even if you've got redundant motors and blades, you're still gone from near zero chance of something falling on your head to something greater than that. And there's also a noise challenge. So I sort yeah, of we don't know how to
0: fly quietly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, so I'll wait it out some longer.
3: Something that I do think would definitely help a lot in cities is more tunnels. Essentially, with a flying car, you're talking about going 3D. And there's a fundamental flaw with cities where you've got dense office buildings and apartment buildings and duplexes. And they're operating on three dimensions. But then you go to the street and suddenly you're two-dimensional. Because it's a flat, it's a surface.
0: Yeah, this you, is how New York City solved this with the subway going right. underneath multiple right. layers of subway. Right. So we are actually traveling in three dimensions but
3: below the ground rather yes. than in the air. But I think if you were to extrapolate that to cars and have more car tunnels, then you would alleviate congestion completely. Instantly. And you wouldn't need the flying car. You would not need a flying car in that case. And it would always work, even if the weather's bad. and It would never ice up. It would never ice up, and it would not fall in your head. <laughs> so We're going
0: to get even- started on that right away.
1: <laughs> I think uh, those sound like the words of a man who owns a car company. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. A non-flying yeah, car company. If I, if I had a company that made non-flying cars, I probably wouldn't want to have a flying car. <laughs> you would say build more roads. Exactly. Build <laughs> no, more roads you got a and point. tunnels. You don't want a car falling on your head. Plus, a point that
0: came out in my conversation, with you, but it didn't, didn't make the clip, was we have flying cars today. They're called helicopters. Yeah. And they're really noisy. Yeah. And in fact, if you want something as heavy as a car to levitate, you're going to, it's going to be making some noise.
2: Well, it's, you know, it's uh, also going to use a lot of energy.
1: And a lot of energy. Well, that's because in the word of a, 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 another physicist I know who flies his own plane, he said, uh, uh, helicopters don't fly as much as they beat the air into submission. Uh, who, 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 who said this? <laughs> who said this? That's, it's true. It's, true. I, it's, all, it's, it's
0: completely
2: it's, there. So the air doesn't submit. It just flows down having enough momentum to hold the helicopter up. And now the, He also, Elon Musk brings up another good point. What? When we have humans operating the Tysonic flying car, which competes yeah, with the Chuck Tysonic. Nice subterranean vehicle, uh, <laughs> who's going to drive the thing without all kinds of trouble? And so, you know, it always fascinates me when you look at highways from the air when you're in an airplane or a helicopter, it looks so orderly. Yes. It really does cars all emerge, they go along, it's very cool, but you're using a human brain. This this thing is capable of art and radio shows and and rocket companies, you're using this brain to do nothing but operate this car on this right of way. Stay in
1: a straight line. Stay
2: in a straight line. Stay in a <laughs> straight line. Change, change lanes. Look over line, your shoulder. Right. Look. Head <laughs> check. Head check. Head check. Whoa, whoa. Head check. And so this is why uh, this seems like a real opportunity. Well, to my favorite
0: bumper is ever. Caution: Driver applying makeup.
2: <laughs> That's my favorite. I've <laughs> seen it. It's, I see I've you've driven it. behind me. No, is that right, Chuck? <laughs> That's a lot of information. Okay, Chuck. so you don't want a you lot don't of want drivers.
0: You don't. You don't want humans driving
2: cars. You want driverless cars. Yeah, at a very high level of reliability. Now, I, you know, I used to work at Boeing, and you get a triple. You, you worked on the seven forty seven. Seven forty seven, yeah. a little bit seven two seven three seven five seven. But yeah, what you want is that's the lingo check. He's, I know. He, oh, that's he, how you. He's showing
0: that, that off now. Sounds like but you it, were it, giving me a number. <laughs> these are all. These are all planes. Everyone from Boeing has a seven <laughs> seven something seven in it. Yeah, well,
2: yeah, but the th- yeah. interesting point of interest. The seven twenty-seven, the seven thirty-seven, seven fifty-seven have the same tube. The uh, seven one-seven, which was uh, the seven zero-seven KC one thirty-five, have the same tube. Uh, and so, oh, where was I going? That when it's triple redundant autopilot, you can count on it. It's going to land the plane. Gotcha. Uh, so, but the problem with cars is not you don't have nearly the traffic control that you um, that you have in. Uh, Airplane.
0: Uh, so who, who do you think is going to win this? Tesla a, a, with a, uh, a driverless car perhaps coming out of their shop or Google?
2: Well, Tesla makes cars. Yeah. Google makes software. Okay. You can't have one without the other to be Ooh, driverless. So ah. this
0: is like a chocolate and peanut butter thing. Exactly. Whoa.
1: You got your car got my <laughs> software. <laughs> you got your software in my car. But, <laughs> but wait. You're
0: both right. Chuck, I love setting you up.
2: <laughs> but Wait. But wait, there's more. Yeah. When you think about the automotive industry writ large, everybody uses the same parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the gas gauge sensor, the speedometer, the yeah, tires, yeah. the nuts, all the bolts, all the same standard. There's a little competition, but you can get a lot of commonality. And so we will see what happens
0: in the near future. When we come back, we're going to find out what Elon Musk is really worried about. Ooh. You know, uh, Should I give you a hint? Go ahead. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> when we come back, find out what keeps Elon Musk awake at night on Star Talk. We're back to Star Talk Radio. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson. Co-host Chuck Nice in the hey, house. Hey, hey. In the house. In the house. And then I got Bill Nye in the house. I am co-housing. Co-housing, <laughs> donning a bow tie as usual. In an earlier segment, we were sure that it is surgically po- attached. poly polymetal. polymetal, surgically attached to him. We're featuring my interview with Elon Musk. And just before the break, I teased you to tell you that we would be saving for this final segment. Yeah. What he fears the most
2: fears. Now, if you're, it's, to, he's to, a confident
0: guy. He's a confident guy. And to quote Bill, if you've been scoring along with us, uh, you may remember in our first segment, we listed the things he wanted to introduce to change humanity. Right. One thing he does not want to touch. Let's check it
3: out. I mean, I'm quite worried about artificial superintelligence these days. I think, and I've said this publicly, I think it's maybe something more dangerous than nuclear weapons. So uh, we should be really careful about that. If there was a very... Deep super digital super intelligence that was created that could go into rapid recursive self improvement in a non logarithmic way, then you know that was and it's self learning, yes. So, like, it just could reprogram itself to be smarter and iterate very quickly and do that 24 hours a day on millions of computers. Well, that, I then mean, that's all she wrote. That's, that's it. all she wrote. <laughs> okay. I mean, we will be like a Pat Labrador if we're lucky. A pet lab- I have a we'll pet Labrador, by the we'll way. They will be their
0: pets. It's
3: like the friendliest creature.
0: <laughs> no, they'll domesticate us but so that yes, we will be exactly. lap pets to them. Yes. <laughs> I mean, or something strange is going to happen. They'll keep the docile humans and get rid of the
3: violent ones and then yeah. breed the docile humans. Yeah, I mean, the utility function of the digital superintelligence is of stupendous importance. Yeah. What does it try to optimize? And we need to be really careful with saying, "Oh, well, how about human happiness?" Because it, you know, it may conclude that all unhappy humans should be terminated, and uh, you know, that we should all be just be captured and with dopamine and serotonin directly injected into our brains to maximize happiness, happiness because it's concluded that dopamine and serotonin are what cause happiness. Therefore, <laughs> therefore, maximize. <them. laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying we should uh, exercise caution.
0: What do you think of that? Wow. So, so just to be clear, he's not talking about artificial intelligence. Right. He's talking about artificial super, super intelligence, intelligence. The kind super. that can self-learn.
2: <laughs> okay, so 20% of the world's population of people mm-hmm. does not have electricity. Mm-hmm. They've never made a phone call. Not a cell phone call. They've never made a phone call. Mm-hmm. So when the super intelligence takes over Chicago or whatever... What are people in East Africa going to give a rip about? Okay, <laughs> the so you tel- guys have managed to kill yourselves. Way to go. We're, we got, we're looking for some corn here. So I get it. But I, I think people have to keep in mind we all take computers are so reliable and they're so much part of our everyday life now. We take them for granted. But somebody is innocent, literally or in a sense shoveling the coal. Okay. What happens if you unplug the supercomputer? intelligence thing it will uh find a new source of energy no 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 no, no because the, it has its own nuclear reactor the failure
0: of that logic is the assumption that it would let you unplug it right <laughs> yeah okay but how did it create that thing to keep it from <laughs> i'm just saying i don't i don't i you know
2: i'm well, with so you here it seems like a solvable problem so that's i'm right.
0: looking here we have three three levels of intelligence artificial narrow intelligence so that's okay. computer doing one thing better than anything it's not getting anybody's way. A calculator. Calculate. let and it a
2: calculator, do it. One wins at Jeopardy.
0: And, and, and no, no, that'd be artificial general intelligence, which oh. would be general intelligence, but it's not. Uh, it, it's not hell bent on taking over the world. It's, <laughs> is it's that, that IBM thing? computer, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It Goes across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, which one was that? Watson. 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 It's Watson. Okay. Watson. So it's the super intelligence that scares him. And I, again, I I kind of agree with
2: you, Bill. You could at some point you just unplug the dude, and yeah. and well, I just think about uh, the Colossus Project, Forbin, the Colossus Project.
0: Mm hmm. Mm
2: hmm. Uh, and so uh, this is where these the two superpowers on Earth have uh, nuclear arsenals. They're controlled by computers, so they connect the two computers, and you know, trouble ensues. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and so. You try to unplug it, but they have their own nuclear reactors that run them. This is the movie War Games,
0: like all over again. Yeah, right? yeah. The- yeah.
2: What well, was before War Games? It was yeah, a yeah, novel. yeah, And so, and then a movie. But the deal is that running a nuclear power plant is not straightforward. It takes some somebody shoveling the coal, a rate moving <laughs> the stuff around in the uh,
0: waste in the pile.
2: Ponds, yeah. yeah. So, the
0: so there is also much much ado about the singularity.
2: Uh, Ray Kurzweil. Oh, you yeah.
0: know, I got to get him on Star Talk because I don't. Yeah. I, I'm just not with him on this,
2: well, but I don't a, want
0: to badmouth him unless he's sitting in front this of is me. Everybody,
2: when I so do he can badmouth me back. Okay, does this happen to you, Neil? When I do a college talk, somebody asks me about the singularity. I know, and, and people well, all the computer out. is as smart as a human. Right, this, and this would it's be always plugged in and has no arms or legs. Right. and does something.
1: Right, Right. somehow, what is it going to do? It's going to chase you down the street. Like, what's it going to do? Well, no, it's going to actually get the machines to do its bidding
2: for it. Yes, it'll like t- in Terminator, your like. Exactly. will that control was- your thermostat I'm, and your self-driving car.
0: I'm cool with that. But this notion that somehow the world is fundamentally different before and after uh, this single. But from a
2: historical standpoint, I could buy it. Like. No,
0: no, we'll be different, but we're not going to be. It's not we're going to be running out of the, screaming out of the, out of the apartment. No, when machines took over our physical labor, did we say, oh my gosh, this is the crazy day? No, no, it happened slowly and we're fine. Right. And now we got people repairing machines. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: have, you know, so.
2: And I'm, there's still artisans carving the thing. We got to get them on
0: the show. I'm going to get him on the show, and then we'll give him a piece of our mind. (laughs) (laughs) But we can't leave people freaked out over the fate of the machines that we create and their capacity to turn us into domesticated pets. Let's find out if Elon has any positive thoughts about the future
3: at all. Thank God. I'm quite optimistic about the future. I mean, I don't think we're about to (laughs) enter a dark age. It could happen, but it's not... I think not likely anytime soon. Not but before I, you get to Mars. Hopefully not before you get to Mars.
0: <laughs> but bear in mind that, that... And part of the act of trying to get to Mars
3: is a force to keep us out of the Dark Ages. I mean, there's always a chance that something calamitous could happen to Earth, uh, either a natural or man-made catastrophe. Certainly we see that in the fossil record. And we've invented all sorts of ways of, of doing ourselves in that the dinosaurs didn't have. And we haven't managed to solve the asteroid problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> therefore, our risk is higher, okay? <laughs> I'm sure people realize this. If you haven't solved the problems that have caused the prior extinctions, and you've added new ones, <laughs> you've not improved the situation. <laughs> and that's sort of where we are right now. And, so, and you know, there, there, are people, there are some really smart people that are a lot more pessimistic than I am, like, you know, the Stephen Hawking's of the world, and uh, Martin Rees, they're all, the st- astronomers. They're all quite pessimistic. I'm a naturally optimistic person, but I do think that there's value in establishing life insurance, which if life as we know it is on more than one planet, then um, the light of consciousness as we know it is likely preserved into the future for much longer.
0: If consciousness is preserved. No, it's this is, this is a
1: beautiful talk. What? That, that was his optimism? <laughs> What, what, Jack? That was optimistic? Oh, you know, the thing that took out the dinosaurs, that's still a thing. It's still <laughs> it a thing. It's, still, it's a a thing. still a thing. And by the way, uh, we'll probably take ourselves out before that. And but, that's a still a thing, too. Yeah. But you but, know what? I'm pretty optimistic. I, oh, no, <laughs> you no.
2: Know, but you guys, back in the day, there were no humans when the ancient dinosaurs were taken out. Yeah. There's no evidence that the ancient dinosaurs had a space program.
0: At all. They didn't even have
2: opposable thumbs, much I less. So it doesn't right. seem like they did. And so... Uh, We have that leg up. Also, they're going on 9 billion people. If you kill almost everybody through extraordinary means, somebody's going to leak through. Much more easy to leak through here on Earth than on Mars. Here's what I'm saying. You opinion. want to become a
0: multi-planet species, whatever effort that takes, it, I've said this before, it seems that it would be less effort to deflect the asteroid yeah. than to terraform Mars and ship a billion people there.
2: Yeah. I'm and with you on that.
0: Deflect the damn asteroid. And get and, on with uh, life. If you, you have
2: the power forward. to terraform Mars, you have the power to fix Earth. Yeah. And Martian atmosphere is getting scraped off all the time. That's what I'm saying. I,
1: so listen,
0: everybody, I, what fears you where... the most? What fears you the most? We got to wrap it up. What fears you the most? The dark. The dark. <laughs> Sorry, I go with the simple stuff. It's the truth. (laughs) The monster under your bed. All right. uh, Bill, what fears you the most?
2: Climate change, then asteroids. You know what I fear the most?
1: What?
0: That we lack the wisdom to understand our own fate so that we then become victims of it rather than conquerors.
2: This sounds like uh, those who do not know the past are condemned to repeat it. It's a version of that,
0: I think. You're listening to Star Talk. the... (laughs) (laughs) Future of Humanity Edition. We'll be right back.
2: Bill, back in the crib. Neil.
0: Back in the crib it's First let me to pour you Some room. wine here I guess some Yes and, thank
2: you Gosh that's so uh, You wrong. still got
0: some left oh, There's 2005 Merlot You have bottle after bottle
2: No he does everybody <laughs> Well if He's you like
0: a one. wine You get a little more of it That's what you do Merlot was so maligned In the movie Sideways I love that movie But I, I don't let Movies tell me What wine I should drink uh, What that comes I, down to it's
2: a, I think uh, I've heard that I've seen the bumper sticker <laughs> Movies don't tell me What wine to drink <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that Anyway uh, So we, we're just chronicling the space
0: The history of space exploration and, You know, Russia, you know, America,
2: the Soviet Union So you are a space baby And so yeah. what was your Were you hit by this? Th- like the way? Of- Man, I grew up in Washington, D.C. So my mother would drive
0: Okay, us- so professionally you cut your teeth in Seattle But you're a Washington, D.C. baby That's it I would have never guessed that about you
2: I grew up in the city. When I,
0: think of, when I think of Chocolate City, I don't think of Bill Nye. I'm
2: yeah, I know, I know. I'm from the altitude, the little zone there. My people. Yeah, you got your people. My people are in the Northwest. But I'll tell you what, before we get on to the Bravas, um, where I went, especially junior high school, all these kids are from all over the world and they cuz they're all diplomats. Okay. God, they could play soccer.
0: Oh yeah. Man, even back then. Yeah, yeah Or oh, course. Maybe especially. most especially back yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: so so you are so
0: you grew up in the, in the city.
2: Anyway, my mom would take me and my friends So you experienced you're
0: old enough to have remembered the 60s. Oh man. Yeah.
2: And you'd go see Alan Shepard waving from the back of a convertible and it was this extraordinary optimism. That's mm-hmm. what it, when I look back, I and mean, of course putting a guy on the moon was cool, and I was on my knees for that, black and white television. That's easy for old you know, people of my age, oh, I remember, okay, but <laughs> the thing, the deep thing that was important for me was the optimism.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's what I, we all launched. You know for. what I wonder? If that optimism
0: was magnified because of how much other sources of pessimism there was in the world. With the hot war in in Vietnam and the Cold War with the Soviet Union mm-hmm. and the civil rights movement and campus unrest and protests,
2: there was no place else to turn for anything optimistic. But it was uh, they were those things are of a piece. I mean, they're all one thing in that uh, things are changing.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, people, yeah, nobody likes change. No one in charge likes change. Yeah, yeah. well,
2: it depends. So yeah. you were optimistic?
0: What? So how optimistic were you? What did you think? the 1970s would bring when you're thinking about the 1960s uh, better cars mm-hmm. better be space so food, transportation. sticks
2: just better well, I'm trying to think of things better television oh that it was a big deal i saw the very first super bowl at the neighbor's house and uh, he super bowl 1 yes and it was on a color television ooh and so the, the grass corners, was all green and the stuff. corners were cut uh, the television screen uh, was not rectangular the way you think of a television screen today, uh-huh. and uh, not that that's the good old days. Oh no! It's it not they were cut. They were rounded. The corners rounded. were rounded. Yeah. yeah. And so it was. It, it, you expected that things would get bet just better. Right. Everything would be better. The food would be better. Everything. The wine, I presume, <laughs> would be better. Everything. Dr Pepper would be. So better. this is the manifestation of this
0: future view.
2: Yes, that you could do this, and that I was... Did it influence what you majored in? Yeah, so I was about to say, what I was um, encouraged to work in math and science, and uh, maybe I have an aptitude for it, but I was rewarded for it. Like, if you did well in math, you were going to be an astronaut, and that was something you were going to do. do you want to be an astronaut? I applied four times. But after Chris, what the hell's their problem? Well, after Krista McCullough got killed, I don't think a guy like me was going to fly. Plus, you know, the, nowadays. Beloved educators. Yeah. You'd want to start killing them off. Yeah. I mean, it was a drag. I mean, it, it was... Yeah, but that everybody...
0: you would have had a high school name after you by now.
2: Well, not really. <laughs> uh, about getting anything named after me, Neil, yeah. maybe you're the same. I just assume not... I'd like to wait till I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> and there's no hurry on that. No, I, mean, I know it's coming. I've seen billions you got good of good data. Good data yeah, on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But I, I have no hurry. So, <laughs> with that said, to, uh, to recapture that optimism or to have a new, a new optimistic view, uh, space exploration is an ideal thing for us to spend tax dollars on, our intellect and treasure. Now, we have climate change as the most serious problem facing humankind. That's for sure. If we were talking about climate change in the same way we were talking about Ferguson, Missouri, I mean it would just get done. Just get it, done. It would just get done and people would feel good about it and they'd be optimistic about the future instead of hand wringing and whining. And furthermore, the other thing as a guy who grew up in the United States, it had this US feature. Imprint. Yeah. And NASA is the best brand the United States has. You go anywhere in the world, people recognize people
0: hate the United States and love NASA. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting...
2: And it's also not a military bit. endeavor. It's missiles and right. stuff, but it's not It's not for that. It's for it's exploration. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's mm-hmm. see
2: what's out there. Let's learn more about the cosmos and our place within it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so uh, it's a good investment for any country at any space agency to... Um, but, but how do you
0: justify it to a country that can't still barely feed their people?
2: Well, you do have to do everything.
0: Yeah, you do everything. It's okay, a, so, so it's some balance. It's a budget balance.
2: Yeah, and so I say this... To, any, if it's the choice is, do we pay teachers or build a new baseball stadium? The answer is, I hope, for everybody. You pay teachers. Mm-hmm. But no, the challenge for a politician, the reason people hire you to vote for you, is so you'll figure out how to do everything. Yeah, at the right balance. At the right
0: balance. Right.
2: Anybody i remember seeing critiques
0: the, of the Apollo era where people were saying, if we took that money and built schools, we'll have this many more schools. And I thought to myself... The, the Apollo in its day was like 4% of the U.S. budget. Four, Not point .4, which is you, what it is Yeah, full up 4%. And mm-hmm. so so that's a lot, no doubt about it. But to to walk past the 96% of the rest of the budget and say, use this 4% to build schools, did you really analyze what you just walked past? To make no, that is work? that what you did? Punk? <laughs>
2: Punk? Yeah. So, Punk? <laughs> yeah. So this is where uh, So we Bill, good to, so you are, you are who you are because of who we were absolutely. then. Absolutely. Oh man. Yeah, absolutely. Bill, th- thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. Let's uh, change the world. Change the world.